Welcome back to the Love in Dubai show. Our guest today is an extraordinary talent. She started her DJ career when she was five. She's gone on to become one of the youngest professional female DJs in the world. She's released a book. She's performed at the Coca-Cola Arena and she makes international headlines because she is unbelievably talented. Welcome to the show and welcome Woo! back, DJ Michelle. How are you? Hi, I'm good. And you? Good, thank you for coming back to the show. We've had you before and we've had you again. We're very happy. Yeah, I'm so excited. You've come on such a special day. This is our one million show. Uh, yeah, so congratulations. Happy thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, but how does it feel, Shell, to be so talented at such a young age? <laughs> Tell us. It feels normal. Because <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> it just feels normal. People can't relate. Um, so we're going to talk about when was the last time we've had you on? Because since then, you've got a book out. Tell us about the book. So the book is about my journey because uh, actually the way I got to release it is I competed in the World DMC DJ Championships. It's a very big thing. It's like... You know, the, like the Olympics, but for DJing. So I competed two times, but the first time I got 14th place among 85 professional DJs, all male, all adults. Wow. Um, Can we just take a second for that? Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> so then after that came a lot of interviews and one of them was uh, NPR. So then once it was released, um, someone from the publishing company, Blackstone, which helped me Uh, released the book, listened to my interview and reached out and was like, you want to write a book? <laughs> it was so great. I was so happy. I'm like, here it is. No. So after the book, what's next? I feel like, do you want a movie made on yourself? Mm-hmm. Or you think, no, that's too soon. Um, I don't know about a movie, but I have a really big like dream in like, like, a few years to play in Tomorrowland, like when I when I'm like 18, but yeah. I re- I really want to do it, and also want to uh, get to America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. because I've been to France Got Talent a couple of years ago, and we went to France. It was so funny actually. So I did the performance better than I do it at home, and then two two judges said yes, and two judges said no, and they were like, it's offbeat. Oh my god. And it wasn't, and they didn't even understand. And it was like, can you do it again? So I did a different thing, and it was like, it's offbeat. And they were like singers or something. So, and then. Uh, w- singers don't get it. <laughs> and um, then I was walking with my dad, like at night, and we saw uh, one of the judges in the shop, and I was like, in a few years, you'll regret it that you said no. Because. <laughs> I'll have a book. Oh, Michelle. <laughs> and like, I'll like, well, yeah. You know, for people who don't know, and I know you've told the story before, but like you started when you were five. Yes. Can you remember that, that was like, and can you, because DJing isn't, I think, traditional. So can you remember like the first time you were spinning a deck or how you started that? Uh, well, actually, I, you could say I started before five because my dad is a DJ. And every single day, he went up to his studio and practiced for hours. And sometimes he'd take me with him and I'd just be like, oh. So I was really small. So then uh, when I got a bit older, I still couldn't reach uh, the turntables. So my dad lifted me up on a chair. And like first, I looked what he was doing with his hand. And then one day, I wanted to try. It was such a racket. 
<laughs> but I was just like, oh my god, it's so colorful. And then one time I pressed it's the so off. Colorful. <laughs> uh, I pressed the off button, and I was like. Dad, why did he turn the music off? <laughs> it was so funny. So then at five years old, so I, started, I was more and more interested. So we did these practice DJ sessions. And then when I was five, when we moved to Dubai, um, I said to my dad on my fifth birthday, I want to be, specifically, I want to be a world famous DJ. So <laughs> my parents got me equipment. And wow. yeah, that's where it started. That's amazing. I love that. Supportive parents because you, yeah. when you have a dream like this, the best thing you can have is supportive parents. Yeah. And you said you were in a Rubik's competition yesterday. Yeah, it was a Rubik's Cube competition. It was nothing big. It was my second ever competition. Mm-hmm. And I improved a lot. And for one of the events, because uh, there are different Rubik's Cube, like there's three by three, there's two by two, there's four by four, there's different ones. So for one of them called Scoop, I got seventh place and there were 80 competitors. Wow. Congratulations, yeah. Michelle. And what age are these competitors? Uh, from seven to, I'd say, 20. You know, for people who don't understand the Rubik's Cube, like, We can make a week mess yeah, this yeah, up now. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm gonna like turn away. Oh. I, like, <laughs> mess it, make it messy. I don't know how to make it messy. Like I don't you even. You can mess it up as much as you want. If you mess it up for an hour, I'll still make it under oh. 25 seconds. I think there's like there's two types of people in the world. People who, huh? She hears saying, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." Now Simran's gonna go to town. So I've messed it, and now Simran's gonna mess it even more. Okay. So how do they mess a pre-competition? How do they make sure that so, every, everyone, it's going to be fair for everyone? So there's something called an official scramble. So it's basically just a sheet uh, where it says how to scramble and how it's supposed to look. So there's called something called notation. So for example, our prime is turning the right la- layer counterclockwise and then like L is turning the left layer clockwise and stuff like that. So there's just a scramble sheet for everyone and then they scramble it. Uh, there's different people who have to scramble it. Mm. Then a runner takes it to a table where you're sitting and he calls out your name and then there's a judge uh, so he gives you 15 seconds to look at the cube and um, like think what you're gonna Mm. do and then there's something called a stack mat timer and a mat so there's just a mat and there's like a timer it's about this long so you started with your hands and then you lift them off and the timer starts and then you solve the cube What was that? We're good, we're good. <laughs> we're good. So then you drop the cube on the mat and you stop the timer. And then the one who gets the fastest time wins. But there's also something called average of five. So you do five cells and then you get an average and that's how you rank. So wow. I actually got a very fast time. So usually... So yesterday you got it in. Yeah. I So usually with this cube, it's a different cube, not this one. It's a cube, yeah. <laughs> so usually I get like 14, 13 seconds at home. I got six uh, in the competition. Six! Then I got nine, then I got 11, 15, and 19, which was not that lucky. Okay. Okay. Now Sorry. we're this cube. <laughs> six. I have it open. Okay, so we're gonna, uh, so you're gonna look at it for a little bit? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, she's ready. Okay. You did? Okay, one. Okay. Uh, Can you hold it up this as like yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it up. It's just like the way like you do it in Q. Did you hear that? She's got a way. Okay, so DJ Michelle solving a Rubik's Cube, the timer. 
begins now. Just getting there. The colors are matching up. Oh, this is easy. <laughs> you gave me such an easy scramble. Why did you oh, do I that? I don't know. I thought I was solving it while I was doing it. Oh my god. How did she do this? Oh my god. Oh my god. It takes me days. Done. Oh Whoa. my god. Oh my god. That was barely like 25 seconds. 25 seconds. That was so good. Here, you smash that. It's rigged. <laughs> no, that is incredible. So that's amazing. Your brain works differently. I can do it with one hand. Can your parents <gasps> do it or how did you figure it out that you, you my were mom, good? So, um, when I was like six or five, my mom, so my mom got me a Rubik's Cube and I was so frustrated. So, my dad mixed it up. <laughs> and then I was like... I'm so, getting a Rubik's Cube after this. That was so <laughs> Don't get a Rubik's brand. Get a GAN. It's called the GAN brand. It's the best Gan brand. brand. Okay. It moves quicker. Your your hands are phenomenal, and you're thinking at lightning speed. Okay. Do you look. think you're Do you think you're faster because uh -huh. of your DJing skills? Maybe. Oh yeah. Work it out. Whoa! Look at the handwork. Oh my god! Wait. There's. Is there like an algorithm to solving it? Like, is there an algorithm? There are, um, wow. there are over 500 algorithms you need to learn. I know 468. Oh, that's um, it. But, so I'll, sh I'll demonstrate one of the algorithms. So for example, if you're almost done solving, there are different methods. Okay. I use CPOP, it's one of the advanced. So if you have this case, mm. you use the JPERM algorithm. What is the JPO algorithm? What did you just do? I have no idea. Oh, so it's like you keep moving them a certain direction and they just automatically solve no. themselves. No, 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 not like that. <laughs> okay, we're, we're, we're blown away. Um, I can solve this one handed. By the way, do your friends, uh, how are your friends like? Are they obsessed with you? Do they like, you know? Uh, my friends don't know I'm a DJ because I want them to like be friends with me, not because I'm famous, but because like, because of me. Your friends don't know you're a DJ? Most don't of their them parents don't. tell them? So if you're taking time off from school, what do you tell the school or do you need to? Uh, actually, I, I learn in an online school, so I can, mm. I can make my own schedule. I can do school ahead or I can skip. I can, it's been like, if we travel, it's been times that I skipped a whole week and then I just did it. Make it up. Yeah. But you've played at places like the Coca-Cola Arena. Yep. So you're very famous. How, um, how, do you, how have your friends not heard about you? Because we've read about you in so many publications. Well, most of my friends didn't, but like I told some of my close friends. And <laughs> so I have good friends. They live in Germany. <laughs> It was so funny. So they found out before I told them that I'm a DJ. And they were kind of mad. They were mad. Because like, I didn't tell them, but like they were also excited. And I invited them to my performance. They're like, wow. That's amazing. That's so amazing. Speaking of your performances, you said you were performing um, with the, the national DJ competition, international DJ competition. Yeah. And you were the only young girl, a bunch of uh, adult men, Is it the same now, or do you think your playing is going to encourage more young DJs? There are quite a lot 
um, younger DJs now. For example, DJ Ricardo, he's really good, but he's 12 or 13. Um, he's also really good. He uh, he tries my technique sometimes also, uh, but he you not know, always gets it. Well, uh, there's... Offbeat. <laughs> no, no. Very he's much really, He's really good. That's great. Then I met some DJs also. They're... There are a lot of younger DJs, but not not much under like 11. So they're mostly like 13, 14, um, 12. Yeah. Do you know Hannah Montana? No. No? Oh my God. Do you feel like you lead a secret life, you know, with your friends? Like you have, you're a superstar, but then to your friends, you're just like a regular girl. Like, do you feel like you live two lives? Uh, I don't know. No? Maybe, maybe. Because like, I don't really keep a secret from them. Because like, Uh, I I just don't want to like brag, you know, like I'm a DJ. So like, if they know, they know. But most of my close friends know. Mm. Yeah. Can you tell us what was what was it like when you did the Nickelodeon Extraordinary Me short film? Oh, it was it was really fun. Um, what was it? So, it was just kind of we just took videos of me DJing and how my life uh, looks like a day in my life. And actually, it was really fun, and the people filming and making the script and stuff were also great, and I really liked it. That's cool. So when all these massive celebrities, they keep reposting your content and commenting and sending you DMs, how do you feel with this kind of interaction? The first time someone did it was I when I was like six or seven. So I made a tone play onto Chris Brown's Undecided. And he liked it, and I think he posted me in his story or something. I was really young. So I was screaming. I was jumping on my bed. I literally have a video in my Instagram. I was so excited. And I was like, oh, my God, it's actually Chris Brown. (laughs) So you knew who Chris Brown was when it happened? Uh, Yes. Yeah, okay. So I literally tone played on his song. What do you mean? Of course I mean. No, 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 of course. I mean, but you can still play a song without knowing because you're so young, no? Like, how old were you when this happened? Eight? No, seven? Yeah, around that age. That's it's incredible. It's so super cool. And then I think, like, it's phenomenal that you're having an interview and then they come out and they're like, make this... Um, make this book because even it says here uh, Alicia Keys was like DJ Michelle you're amazing mama keep rocking and um, what was it like when you released the book did you get uh, what was the reaction like uh, first of all I was super excited for the book we worked on it for like a year so or, cool um, it was really exciting and I got to mention my friends and uh, my life how my life goes and there are a lot of inspiring messages and what it takes Uh, to be a professional DJ, you know, at my age. Um, my friends reacted so crazily because I posted it on my WhatsApp status, uh, my book, so, like, it finally came. So those who knew, so cool. they were like, I never knew you were getting a book. Why didn't you tell Like, uh, you were, like, writing your book. Like, why didn't you tell me? So what was your process in the book? So did you tell them exactly what what you wanted or did they tell you what they wanted and like you just gave them the information? So first of all, um, I wrote it with my mom Mm -hmm. as well as another co-author and I wrote some of it and the co-author 
uh, Rabia York, she wrote uh, her part, so we kind of just, um, let's say, cooperated and uh, ma ma yeah, ma made the book together. Well, can I just say there's some super cool uh, pictures at the back as well of like, you know, baby Michelle starting off and then yeah. performing Michelle. And then obviously when you're performing at home, because like we were talking about some of the cool videos that we've had over the years celebrating one million. And obviously some of them were like you performing at home uh, during COVID, like really cool stuff. So um, it's been amazing sharing your story. Um, how a nine-year-old DJ became a global phenomenon and she's a Dubai-based DJ. So we're so proud of your story. So thank you so much for coming back to the studio today. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It was the pleasure was ours, and uh, you've blown us away with this too. Um, but also, your DJ story is just amazing. So we wish you, you all the best in the future, guys. That is the time we have on this morning show, Love in Dubai. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. A massive, massive thank you to DJ Michelle, and we're back with you tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Goodbye for me. See Goodbye you. for you. <laughs>